It's amazing to me how much my identity has changed in just the last five to 10 years. Listen to this. 10 years ago, I'd never coached and consulted anybody ever in my career. Now I coach and consult senior executives of some of the world's biggest companies, Amazon, General Motors, Cigna, Lockheed Martin, the list goes on and on. Five years ago, I wasn't an author, never written a book. Now I have three books on Amazon. They've driven my success professionally. Five years ago, I w- I'd never started a business, wasn't an entrepreneur. Now I'm a co-founder of a multi-million dollar company. Five years ago, never been in a gym. I didn't know how to use like a weight machine or anything. Now I'm in the best shape of my life. Today, James Clear sharing some principles that have changed my life. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executives of some of the world's biggest companies. You can find out more about our firm at LoneRockConsulting.com. If you want to transform your ability to lead others, check out the future of leadership development. You'll find it at LeadIn30.com. We're launching with the next group of leaders that are going to be part of the next cohort real soon. You can be a part of it if you want to at leadin30.com. If you find value in this episode, if it's the first one you've ever checked out and you think, hey, that wasn't that bad. That actually gave me some ideas, some things to think about. Then just tap on the follow, the join, save, whatever the button is in whatever app you're using to listen to this. And you'll get in two new episodes of the podcast every week. Okay, everybody, James Clear in this episode. And, you know, all of you have read Atomic Habits, right? Like you've read his book. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Like it's been on the bestseller list for years. It's incredible. It has some life-changing um, data, thoughts, ideas in it, at least in, in my opinion. I've read it multiple times. And I'm assuming most of you have read it or checked it out. If you haven't, go check it out. Atomic Habits by James Clear. The reason I'm bringing James to you in this episode is for a couple different reasons. One is I finally found James in a format that I think is super interesting in, in a broadcast format. James is an amazing author. He's not, I don't think he's the most engaging speaker on stage, but he's really good in interviews too. And this episode, you're going to hear him in an interview um, that I think he he just nailed it. He, he he was very engaging, gave lots of good ideas. So that's one reason I'm bringing to him. Another reason I'm bringing him to you in this episode is because I've been thinking about his ideas and atomic habits recently as my identity has changed in starting a business that's now achieving great success and being in the best shape of my life and having three books now for sale on Amazon in coaching and consulting executives and, and, and just adding I mean, this week we added four new organizations, all Fortune 100 companies that leaders we haven't worked with before that we've added in just the last week, you all. And, and so that's grown out of control. Well, it could get out of control. And, and so these are all things, you all, that five years ago I wasn't doing, 10 years ago I wasn't doing. And the reason that it's changed is because I've wanted my identity to change. I wanted to be an author. I wanted to become a, co- a successful coach and consultant I, after I was recruited into that space. I wanted to be healthier. 
I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to, to, to go through launching what would hopefully become a successful business. And, and that happened faster than I thought it would. And a lot of the, the reason that's happened is because of the ideas that James talks about. And so I'm going to play the audio. I'm going to get out of the way and play it for you. I want you to think about the, the, these concepts. Number one, he's going to talk about identity. Who do you identify at, as? Who do you want to become? And what are you doing about it? James talks about, I love it when he talks about the physical environment you're putting yourself in. And even more importantly, the social environment. Who are you surrounding yourself with? I, I played a clip from Tony Robbins a couple episodes ago talking about the proximity principle. If you haven't listened to that episode, scroll back and listen to it. Super powerful. I've been talking to a lot of people about that lately. Uh, clients of ours, as well as friends of mine about that. Who are you surrounding yourself with? They're having a massive impact on your future, where you're headed personally and professionally. So James talks about that. And then he gives a few tips that I think are from his personal life that I think are, are super useful. So here he is. James Clear. The surface level reason the habits matter is they help you be more productive. They help you make more money. They help you lose weight and get fit. And look, habits can do all those things. And that's great. But I think the deeper reason that they matter is that every action you take is like a vote for the type of person you wish to become. And so when you perform these small habits, when you take these little actions, you're casting votes for a certain aspect of your story or a certain element of your identity. In a sense, every time you perform a habit, that's how you like embody that aspect of your identity. So, you know, when you make your bed in the morning, you embody the identity of someone who's clean and organized. Or if you write one sentence, you embody the identity of someone who is a writer. And this is why it can be valuable, you know, even to like do one push up. It's like, no, that does not transform your body, but it does cast a vote for I'm the type of person who doesn't miss workouts. And eventually, as you build up evidence of that story, as you start to cast more votes for that identity, you have like actual proof to believe this, right? This is, I think this is a little bit different than you'll often hear something like uh, fake it till you make it. And I don't necessarily have anything wrong with fake it till you make it. It's asking you to believe something positive about yourself, but it's asking you to believe something positive without having evidence for it. And we have a word for beliefs that don't have evidence. We call that delusion. Right. Like at some point, your brain doesn't like this mismatch between what you say you are and what you're actually doing. And so my argument is to let the behavior lead the way to start by meditating for one minute or doing one push up or writing one sentence and letting that be undeniable proof that in that moment you were a meditator or an athlete or a writer or whatever it is. And uh, ultimately, I think this is the real value that habits provide, which is they reinforce your desire. You know, I don't know why we do this. Like we get very all or nothing about our habits. We're like, we're so focused on finding the perfect business idea or the best workout program or the ideal diet plan that we spend all our time theorizing and researching and looking for a better way. And Instead, if we could just master the art of showing up, even if in the beginning it was less than what you had hoped to do, you're establishing a foothold. You're building some small progress that you can advance off of. And it reminds me of Ed Lattimore has that great quote where he says, the heaviest weight at the gym is the front door. And man, there are a lot of things in life that are like that. You know, like the the hardest part is getting started. The hardest part is establishing the routine, even if it's a lower level baseline than what you ultimately hope to achieve. But the reality is, if you can't become the type of person who masters the art of showing up, even if it's just for five minutes, then it doesn't matter how good the plan is. It doesn't matter how great your theory is. And so 
I think the two minute rule pushes back on that perfectionist tendency a little bit and just encourages you to master the art of showing up. Let me just give you a couple personal examples so you can see how this might be applied. When the pandemic started, I knew that I was going to want to start. I was just, I wasn't going to have to be driving or traveling as much. So I wanted to spend that time, some of that time I was spending traveling previously that I wanted to use it productively and read more. Mm. So I uh, opened up my phone and I downloaded Audible for audiobooks and I moved the app to the first screen on my phone. I moved all the other apps to the second screen. So the only thing I saw when I opened my phone up was Audible. Now, that's a very small thing, does not radically transform your behavior but it was a way of making reading more obvious, right? So that's the first law, making it obvious. Let me get it in front of me. I also sprinkled books kind of around the house or on my desk. Like I've got, I have three on my desk right now. I have a couple, you know, by the bed. I've got a couple in the living room. And the point for me was I never wanted to be far from a good idea. You know, like I always wanted to be kind of surrounded by something that was interesting or useful to read. And odds are, it's more likely that I pick it up and take a look at it. On the flip side, this also applies this first law of making it obvious. It also applies to many of the bad habits that we have. So yeah. for example, yeah. uh, a lot of people feel like they watch too much television, but walk into any living room. Where do all the couches and chairs face? You know, it's like, what is this room designed to get you to do? And so I think the question that you can ask yourself for this first law and making your habits obvious is what does this space encourage? right? What behavior is encouraged in this area? And you want to design your life, design the spaces that you live and work in to encourage the good habits and discourage the bad ones to make the, the path of least resistance or the obvious choice, the good habit. So the healthy food is on the counter, not the junk food books are around you, not the TV remote and so on and so forth. And no individual choice like that is going to radically transform things, but you can see how making a dozen or two dozen or 50 little tweaks like that. Now, all of a sudden you're living in a space that always is kind of like nudging you toward the more productive behavior. Bro. So far, we've mostly talked about physical environment, but the social environment is also crucial. And I think this is, if I could pick one topic that I think is even more important than I realized when I wrote the book, I would probably say it's this. Um, you know, we are all part of multiple tribes. Some of those tribes are large, like what it means to be American or what it means to be French. And some of those tribes are smaller, like what it means to be a neighbor on your street or a member of the local CrossFit gym or a volunteer at the elementary school or whatever. But all of those tribes, all those groups that you belong to, they have a set of shared expectations, a set of social norms for how you act in that group and the type of habits that you perform. And like, if we take the neighbor on your street example and say you walk outside on like Tuesday night and you see that your neighbor is mowing their grass or cutting their lawn and you're like, oh, I need to mow the grass too. Well, you might stick to that habit for 20 or 30 or 40 years. Like however long you live in that house, you wish you had that level of consistency with some of your other habits. And why do you do it? Partially you do it because it feels good to have a clean lawn but mostly it feels good to have a clean lawn because you don't want to be judged by the other people in the neighborhood for being the sloppy one. And so it's actually the social expectation of that group, of that tribe of neighbors on your street, that's kind of underlying that habit and the consistency that you have. And so the expectations of the group often influence in a very strong way, which habits we find attractive and which ones we find unattractive and which ones we stick to consistently and which ones we don't. And I think the, the practical takeaway here, the punchline is you want to join groups where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. Because if you're surrounded by people who are doing that thing on a normal basis, it's a part of that, that tribe's culture or expectation. 
it suddenly becomes much easier for you to stick to that too. You know, you hear stories about this from entrepreneurs all the time. I have one as well, which is when I started out as an entrepreneur, I had nobody around me that was doing that. I don't have any entrepreneurs in my family. I didn't have like this, you know, network of people who had started businesses to tap into. And so for the first six months, I just sent tons of emails to different people who were doing what I already wanted to do. I probably sent about 300 uh, emails or so. Most people didn't get back to me, but maybe 30 or so did. And I set up calls with them and chatted on Skype. And then about a month later, I met five or six of them in a conference. And so now I had a group of people that were already doing the thing I wanted to do that I actually knew that I could go to with questions that I could look at. And they were doing these things. It wasn't weird for me to do it anymore. You know, it wasn't weird for me to try to do this business stuff because now I had people around me. I had a tribe where the desired behavior was the normal behavior. And that made a huge difference. So social environment also is a crucial factor in habit formation. How good is that? James Clear, New York Times bestselling author of Atomic Habits. I especially love that last section on your social environment who you surround yourself with, who you spend time with, who you are listening to, what content you're consuming is affecting your future. Like who you're putting on your team, hiring, who you're putting on your leadership team, surrounding yourself with, who you're working for. All of that has, has a massive impact. We need to think about that, the social um, the social environment we put ourselves in. Okay. If you haven't read atomic habits by James clear, definitely worth going and checking out. And I think even worth re reading, hopefully you got a lot of value out of that. And if you want to check out the whole episode, just uh, the, the link to the YouTube video, the full episode, which I think is like an hour long, the full interview, uh, the, the link to that's in the show notes. You can just swipe up or swipe over depending on what app you're in and uh, check out that link. Okay, I hope you're all healthy. Hope you're doing well. Again, if you're new to this show, if this is the first episode you've ever listened to and you found value in it, you're like, man, I think I could listen to more like this. If you're interested in becoming your potential, if you're interested in developing your leadership ability, um, then I'd encourage you to just tap on the follow or add button and you'll get two new episodes every week. Okay, you all hope you're doing well. Hope you're healthy. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.